You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I quit. Do you think Kane's Twitter is ever going to recover from this? Is that a serious question? That is a serious question. Yeah, we've had worse times than this. We'll get through it. I don't know, man. The way some folks are acting. Anyways, this is an emergency pod. We got a lot to talk about, don't we? <laughs> oh, well, just one thing, really, but it leads to many other things. So, yes. Well, welcome Deep to the Track in the Storm podcast. Um, <laughs> This is the My first name is... emergency podcast we've had. We haven't really done this where we're just like, okay, well, we got to hop on for this. Right. Pulling me away from, you know, my cats. Yeah. All right. Screw it. I'm, trying to I'm just going to... Let's run the ad. <laughs> now Draft it works Kings. from DraftKings. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. And speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold. And DraftKings has a metal-worthy offer just for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be able to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That is 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this does not come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. All of my friends and family have been loving DraftKings, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins one medal. That is code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Well, yes. Welcome to the Tracking the Storm podcast. It's just Brandon and Matt tonight. Uh, Alex, unfortunately, could not join us because, you know, this was last minute. Responsibilities and stuff. An hour ago. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um. So, obviously, we know why we're here. Uh, the news broke today that Alex Ndokovic was traded to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the return, not much. <laughs> A third-round pick and Jonathan Bernier. Um, and, and you know what? That's actually the place I want to start here. And, and just on a basic level, I, maybe the Hurricanes aren't even gonna, planning on keeping Jonathan Bernier. You know, we saw Sarah Sivian had an article out today on The Athletic talking about 
you know, Waddell said they're eyeing a veteran goalie. And, you know, maybe they do keep Bernier in the backup role. But if they do that, do you know how much Jonathan Bernier made last year? How much? $3 million. That's still less than James Reimer did to basically get as many starts. Well, but what I'm saying is that's what Alex Adelkovich just signed for. And, and, you know, I know his ask was $3.5 million here, but I don't think if the Hurricanes said, we'll give you three, he would have said no. So just like on a basic level, the Hurricanes are saying, we don't want Alex Adelkovich. To me, I, I don't know. It's, it's a very, very weird situation. Um, I'm trying to withhold judgment after my initial mini freak out a little bit uh, until I see what they do from here. Because you have to think they're in on somebody. They don't make this trade. They don't have a goalie right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there has to be when, some traction towards something, or else they would have done this, right? When when your only goalie is under contract, they're Beck Warm, uh, and Itsumaki Niemi. I think it's safe to say that the Canes are going to go and acquire some goalies. Um, man, like I'll admit, I was kind of like pissed off at first too. Like, you're giving up on Ned. That's what it felt like, at least, you know? And, and, I mean, the one thing I will say is that it is seven years of development kind of wasted for the franchise, you know? Absolutely. Like, you put seven years into this player and then just kind of dumped him off. Yeah, and, I and then you don't even, like, mad. give him, like, a small bridge deal to see if it wasn't just a flash in the pan. You just say, no, we don't believe in him. Go. Um, yeah, I... And if you don't believe in him... And, and you, you're like selling high on him, then you should have got more. Like, I, mean, I, I don't know. It, the, the organization never seemed to have much faith in him this year. I mean, they waved him at the start of the year. Rod Brindamore wasn't thrilled about Ned getting starts at the beginning. I mean, you remember how he was talking about the guy. He didn't sound very confident in Ned. And I mean, he was always just kind of like, yeah, you know, well, you know, you hope that, you know, maybe this guy, you know, we put so much time into him kind of thing. There was a lot of uncertainty. And I mean, props to Ned, man, for for doing what he did. And it does stink because I feel like a lot of the fan base was just starting to get really attached to him. Yep. So that's the Ned. I was, dude. I mean, it's like yeah. something I, somebody I've followed for so long. And, you know, I used yeah. to cover the checkers for um, Canes and Coffee. So yeah, I watched I mean, him all the time. I, I've been following him since we drafted him, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, right. The guy that's been, you know, pushing the net as a good goalie uh, cart for so long. Like, here's the thing though. He's, he's 25 with what? 30 games, total NHL yep. experience. 29 yeah. games. So if Don Waddell, I mean, Don would, okay, let me not even say if. He's not lying about the Canes being in win-now mode. They're so close to being a legitimately, like, Stanley Cup contender. I would argue that this season was, they were about there on that level. Yeah. They just got a tough draw in the second round, which happens. Yeah. If the Hurricanes are truly a Stanley Cup contender, I'm not putting all my hopes on a 25 year old goalie with 29 games of nhl experience sure that's fair and ned probably doesn't want to be the backup and that's probably what the canes wanted from him you know yeah canes were like hey you know like we won't give you that money because we want you as the backup we don't want you as our starter because we're a stanley cup contender i understand that 
I don't think it's an issue of the Canes being too cheap or not wanting to pay anything. It's just like they're not wanting to give a backup goalie who, you know, if they do acquire a legitimate starting goalie, I mean, the backup's only going to get, what, 20 starts, you know? Yeah. Even paying James Reimer, you know, however much money he was making felt a little steep. It was. And Reimer was fine. Especially because he turned into, like, the third string, but, you know. Right, but, you know, like, that kind of happened this year. Like, yeah, Reimer as the backup was already on a little bit too too rich of a contract for me. Like, right. God bless the Canadians for paying, what, like, almost $15 million in goal. <laughs> I understand it to an extent. It sucks. It really does. I've, I've liked Ned since we drafted him. I, I thought that he was going to be it. I thought that this season was... I thought it was a good year. I'm just like, now that I've had time to kind of let it stew, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I see what the Canes are doing. They still have to prove to me that they can do it, you know, because it, it, if they, if they go out and get a guy like, you know, say Yaroslav Halak or something, <coughs> I think was a name I saw as just like a potential veteran option. He's 36 years old. Dude. Yeah. I'm going to feel disappointed, you know, yeah. unless he comes in and does like what he did in Boston and, you know, as a serviceable backup. That's cool. I'm all for that. And if they bring in Bernier as the backup, that's fine too. Dude was lights out with Detroit. Yeah, he had a good year. And I mean, he he's always been kind of, you know, average, which is he's fine for your backup. backup. He's another rhymer or like, he's just, right, the guy exactly. that, he's not going to kill you if he has to play a handful of games and, you know, step in when your goalie has a bad night or something. This is a team that won with a freaking Zamboni driver in net, man. <laughs> like, they're not a bad team. Folks are acting just because we got rid of And it's because people from outside, like, the organization have been saying, oh, the Canes need goaltending. The Canes need goaltending. The Canes don't have good goaltending for three years since we've been in the playoffs. This team can win without goaltending. Sure, it helps a hell of a lot to have a good goalie. But, like, if the Canes ice a tandem of somebody and Jonathan Bernier, they'll be fine. Well, I hope that's saving you money to add elsewhere, though. And I know the I Hurricanes. I think it is. They have $29.4 million right now. And a lot of that's going to go to Andres, or not a lot of it, but a, a portion of it is going to go to Andres Svechnikov. A portion of it is going to go to Dougie Hamilton or somebody of that ilk that can play in your top four on defense. Right. Um, beyond that, you should still have money to get a goalie, and maybe they're in on a guy like Gabriel Landeskog. Maybe sure. not. You know, man, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that really pinching money here is because they're trying to take that next step and they're trying to be careful, not hamstring themselves for the ne- like. There's, you know, it's not just this summer that a ton of contracts are coming off the books. By the way, you know, yeah, next year they... we got next year they've got Niederreiter and Trocheck. Um, and one of those guys is probably gone. You, you, I, I don't see them being able to sign both of those guys. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then after that, you got Stahl and Boss. And after that, you got Aho and Taravainen. So there's like a lot of players coming up over the next few years that you got to be careful with. To the point that people are making about the Canes have struggled to sign players. Like, look at every other team with most of their RFAs. Most of their RFAs go, or most of their RFAs don't sign until after free agency starts. Yeah. 
Mark Bergevin just happened to do the Canes a favor and signed Ajo to a team-friendly deal. The fact I saw a take today. Oh my god! Yeah, I know which one you're talking about already. Of where this guy from Leafs Twitter was like, Bergevin really handicapped the Canes because now they don't have spending money because of the front load on Ajo's contract. Yeah, the signing bonus or whatever. And I went, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" Yeah. See, this is why I can't listen to outside media when they talk about the Canes, man, because they just don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And I've seen people saying, oh, the Canes struggle to sign their free agents. This Canes struggle to do this. Every team struggles to sign their RFAs, bro. Every team. Like, you go back. William Nylander went down to literally like the last minute. Yeah, wasn't he like not even there at the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah. He didn't sign till like December. Mitch Marner took a while. Austin Matthews took a while. Yeah. This is just the Leafs, but since Leafs fans want to be ignorant, I'll go for them. The blues reporter is saying how he feels so bad about Kane's fans. Look at how great we are. Like, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> And Canes fans are acting like, you know, Ajo's gone, Teravainen's gone. I'm like, dude, Alex Nedeljkovic must have some pull the way people are acting. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of think this is like the opposite. I feel like this is trying to prepare them to be able to pay those guys. We were a cap team last year. Bro, we spent to the salary cap. Like, what do you, I, I don't, I don't know what you Folks who still think Dundon is cheap, and like, I get it. He doesn't, you know, he pays what he thinks people are worth on the hockey ops and everything, like that side of things. Sure, I can, I can accept that. Yeah. I'm not sure if I totally agree with it, but I can accept that, you know? Yeah. You just look at the team since he's been here, and we've been close to the cap every yeah. year. Yep. To the point where we've had to dump contracts because like, we had to get rid of Calvin DeHaan because we were like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. We just don't well, have cap space to get better. And let's not forget, how much did we pay for a first-round pick from Toronto a couple years ago? Literally, he lit $6 million on fire to acquire a first-round pick for Patrick Marlowe. Like, it's not the end of the world, guys. Like, at at least wait (laughs) until the first couple of days of free agency to see what happens. (laughs) This That's kind of what I keep going back to, too. It's Like, like... And, and, you know, I'm writing an article right now just talking about the Nadalkovic trade. And and part of me is, like, not really wanting to post it just because, like, I'm going to post it. And, and it's not, like, super negative. And nobody's going to read it. They're just going to go to the comments and be <laughs> Well, it's miserable. not even that. It's just that yeah, I feel like I'm going to post it. And it's not very negative, but the, the parts that are kind of like, I don't know what they're doing here. Two days later, they're going to trade for god knows who and it's gonna be outdated yeah so it's so early in the off season and just because the expansion draft was a huge bust doesn't mean that the rest of the off season will be things are gonna pick up yeah the off season really just started you know i feel like roster freeze just ended you know yeah and teams and people are acting like they're not excited for next season i'm like you guys know yeah, the Hurricanes are going to suck next year because they traded away Nadalkovich and like free agency hasn't started yet. The draft, which I'm sure we will see plenty of movement. I'm sure there's always well, some. I'm going to delete my account if, if it's <laughs> going to be like this the whole the whole off season. I'm done. I really am. 
<laughs> like y'all want to y'all want to read prospects content fine go follow Kane's country I'm not posting on Twitter if this is how it's going to be all season off season I can't I'm sure it'll be fine it's just where I, I literally can't take it man I will Folks say are acting like it's the end of the goddamn world if the next thing that happens is Dougie Hamilton signs somewhere else Hurricane Twitter might literally destroy itself <laughs> yeah like but, what I'm thinking is that the Hurricanes are going to do what they feel is best for the team. If we've learned one thing from Dundon's tenure as owner and Waddell's tenure as the GM, it's that the Hurricanes are going to do whatever it takes to get better. Like you go back to the, you can't tell me that the 2018-19 roster was better than the roster we put out this past season because you'd be lying. That team wasn't a playoff team for a good half of the season. Okay. And while the team that they iced, you know, this past season might have been about the same, if not slightly better than the 2019-20 team, things are going to look a little different. And I guarantee you, every team around the league is having these types of conversations where they're like, they might have to part with some of their RFAs and other players because the flat cap is screwing with some teams. It might be like this next off season too. Yeah. Like until the cap starts to go up, teams are just going to, they're going to have a lot of decisions to make. They're going to have to pinch pennies when they can. And they're going to have to make tough decisions and decisions that the fans might not be totally on board with at the start of things. Right. Because I guarantee you, if the cap went up, they're keeping Ned. Probably, yeah. Or if, if the cap, you know, goes up like three, four million, they're keeping Brock McGinn, Warren Fogle, you know? Yeah. And- One other thing I'm kind of curious about, though, I actually tweeted this earlier, was if Ron Francis took Nino Niederreiter yesterday, I think Ned Elkovich might still be a hurricane. I think it's legitimately possible. If that $5 million yeah, is up the possible. books, it might give them a little bit more wiggle room to, you know, make that bet on Ndalkovich, even if they're not sold on him as, like, the starter and want to go pick up another guy that still maybe gives them a little bit of uh, cap space to do so. And, again, if, you know, it, the fact that $5 million would have theoretically been off the books wouldn't mean the Canes, like, you know, all of a sudden we're like, oh, we can, you know, we can afford to do this now. It's just, like, we have the salary cap to do this now. Yeah. Like, it's not a well, can we scrape together some change thing? It's a, can we fit under the salary cap thing? Yeah. So what I'm going to do, and I know I can't tell y'all what to do, but strongly suggest it because it might make the next like week or so a lot less stressful for you. I'm just going to let it all play out. <laughs> I'm going to just do my best to not react to a move immediately. I'll react to the draft immediately because, you know, I want to give you all my take on our prospects. Right. Any move that the Canes make, whether it be, you know, acquiring a player via trade, acquiring a player in free agency, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. If they make a trade, that's just like a pick swap. I'll talk about that too. Like, I'm not going to listen 
to any BS about the Canes from anybody but somebody who covers the Canes on a regular basis. Well, it's, it's one thing we've kind of said. It's like, until we're given reason to, we're going to trust this regime because they haven't given us any reason not to yet. Oh, I mean, this fan base is ready to string Don Waddell up right now. But this this move shouldn't qualify as that because we, it's so incomplete at this point. I like Nadelkovich a lot, too. I wanted him to stick around. But, it, you know, I, I think they don't do this without another player in mind. Right. Like Me and Matt just had this conversation. Like, we're so not going to sit smart here. People. And, <laughs> <laughs> Eric Tulski's still here, guys. Like, like, relax. They're not just going to sit there and be like, cool, yeah, we'll go with a guy with, like, you know, 20 games of AHL experience and a guy that just got out of like Finland. We're not going to go. We're going to go with them in goal. It'll be OB great. Night starter E2 McEnany. I mean, hell I'd be down for that, but like just from a uh, prospects content wise, just so I could call him big Mac all night. I'd love that. But no, um, this team is going to, they, they wouldn't have done something like this if they didn't, if they weren't already working on something else. Right. And pretty confident that that would also get done. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is you, you, you don't just, just got to wait and see. They've had you know? preliminary discussions with team X. Yeah. Like it, it's probably somewhat far along already if they're comfortable making this move or maybe it's a free agent. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't love the free agent class for goaltenders, but. Well, the reason why I don't think it's a free agent is because, um, I don't think teams are allowed to talk to free agents yet. So I'm thinking it's a trade. That's, That's what I'm that, leaning towards. I mean, they say that, but I, it, it, I don't know. Is the NHL I'm like leaning that? towards like, it because like, like you can't tamper right now. Like you cannot talk to other players on other teams. Yeah, but the they say players, that in the NBA too. The yeah, league. but like <laughs> the NHL isn't fun. Right. So we know that they would actually do something about yeah, it. Yeah, like losing draft picks or something. So maybe you're right. You're probably but right. So. I think we should end with sources of optimism. Sebastian Ajo still a hurricane. That's number one. Andre Sveshnikov is going to have a monster bounce back here. Yeah, there's no way that he puts together that same effort. Yeah. And he's going to be better. We have, Especially after the Hurricanes are probably lowballing him in free agency right now. The Stanley Cup window just opened. <laughs> like the window is just starting to open. And it's oh, still going to open. We still have two of the very best defensemen in the NHL. Yes, believe it or not, the window is still going to open after this move. Like, yeah, Nations could take another step forward this year. Like, maybe Jarvis cracks the team. You know, the J- Jack Drury is probably going to be a hurricane at some point this season. You know, there's a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. There's still an awesome pipeline coming up. Maybe Jamison Reese makes his NHL debut this year. There's a lot to be excited and, about. You know, like, I just want – I like. I don't want to come off as condescending whenever I, I talk about like, just wait. Like I said it on Twitter. There's, I absolutely like, I get it. I get why people are upset that the hurricanes traded um, Ned. He was a lot of people's favorite players or one of them, you know, yeah. he seemed to be promising and he was giving us some of the best goaltending we had seen in a while. Ever in the franchise history, but yeah, uh, I understand. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, not for that small of a sample. Well, I guess, but numbers wise, it was. But you're right, small. Sample, so he's so I guess it's hard to say that. 
so I, I understand being upset and I'm upset too for a different reason. My reason is because it feels like to me, they kind of, you know, wasted seven years of time on him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's going to be okay. I think the team is going to make the right call. They could prove me wrong and there's a real possibility that they could. But I, 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 at least for now, I think we're going to be okay. Just but. let the rest of the offseason play out. Stop freaking out. Yeah. It's going to be Stop okay. When the hurricane trade for Connor McDavid, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> when the hurricanes trade, uh, you know, uh, Dylan Wells back to the Oilers in exchange for Connor McDavid, we'll be fine. Well, so we got the drafts about to start tonight. By the time you guys are hearing this, we've got, um, we'll see what happens then. We might see some movement there. Maybe the Hurricanes trade a first round pick for some great player. I, I don't know. This would be a good year to do that. I don't normally like trading first round picks unless the return is very, very good. But this year, take it if you want it. <laughs> um, and then right after that, free agency is going to be opening up. So again, a lot is going to be happening over the next few days. We have absolutely no idea how the Hurricanes roster is going to shake out right now. Like you probably know maybe half the roster. That's that honestly exciting. Yeah. Like that, that's probably an honest assessment is maybe half the roster is set in stone right now, just with so many free agents. And I mean, it's just a lot is going to happen over the next few days and overreacting to the Hurricanes deciding that Alex Nadelkovich is not the team's future in net. I know what I've seen on Twitter about, oh, the Hurricanes traded away their future and goal, blah, blah, blah. They, they see the stats. They see that Alex Nukovic had a great year and was a quarter finalist. They haven't seen his AHL career where he was very, very up and down. And I was bullish on him. You know, I'm saying that is, you know, somebody that really, really liked him even when he had his struggles in the AHL. He's not a sure thing. We've said that many times here. I've made the comparison many times to Cam Ward, Jordan Bennington, and Matt Murray. And maybe he, he works is out in Detroit. Awesome. Good for him. Like good for Ned. Yeah. I'll be happy for him. I will watch him probably a lot. I'm just going to be cheering for whoever the Canes acquire in goal now, because I like the Canes. Right. And I can still cheer for Ned with Detroit. I'm not going to cheer for the rest, cheer for the rest of Detroit. Cause I don't want to be miserable, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll cheer for Ned. And uh, you know, Whoever the Canes do acquire, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be hyped that they're here. But, you know. One last thing I want to add. I did find it mildly hilarious that some people were like, I'm going to become a Kraken fan now. So you. Have fun dealing with Ron Francis. Want to go (laughs) follow Ron Francis instead of Don Waddell in this great core that he's. Well, Francis, you know, helped assemble that core. But you, where do you think this team is right now if Ron Francis is still at the helm? Trocek's not here. Brady Shea's not here. not here. Niederreiter's not here. Like, <laughs> this team would we'd be picking be 13th to for the, the fifth playoffs. year in a row. Yeah, we'd be picking 15th again. Exactly. You know, the, the best non-playoff team in the NHL. It's just a great place to be, right, guys? But anyway... We want to keep this pretty short and just, you know, give you guys a little bit of analysis and maybe talk some of you off the ledge a little bit that are losing it. And, and I get it. I'm not I, like Matt. I'm not trying to be condescending. I uh, definitely, when the news first broke, I had a couple tweets that were what the actual hell kind of deal, but 
this franchise is in great shape and that the loss of Alex Adelkovich does not change that. We have so much left to, you know, go through this summer. Um, so let's all just have a beer, calm down a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. How's that sound? Well, anyways, folks, thank you all for listening to us. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who came out last night. Um, watch the expansion draft with us for the live podcast. Um, obviously, you know, things came up that uh, meant we had to do an actual recording this week. So um, hopefully we'll be able to release that in the future. Maybe we'll release like the whole video on YouTube or something later. Yeah. But folks, thank you all so much for listening. Sorry, this episode's kind of a bit of a downer. I know that everybody's still kind of uh, processing med and everything, but still, in spite of the past 24 hours, like 12 hours, in spite of Ron Francis now being an actual NHL GM of an actual NHL team again, (laughs) it's a great time to be a Carolina Hurricanes fan. Thank you and good night.